This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gooners All back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our preview series slash kind of just having a chat about the chaos that is Arsenal Football Club as well at the same time as I'm sure that you've not been able to avoid today's news you are very much aware of what's been going on in the show which I thought was just going to be about looking ahead to the West Ham game seeing how Aubameyang could be integrated back into the team that is certainly not going to be the case because as I'm sure you have seen he has been stripped off the the captaincy uh and instead of doing you know instead of doing just a, a random show uh, about it i thought let's combine it because i'll be interested to get kind of the thoughts of, of some of the members and that's what we do on the preview shows is we get the thoughts of our discord members on it so let's introduce you today's guest first of all it's Tariq. how you doing mate are you well are you good yes i'm good thank you i'm very looking forward to talking about today's topic and you know mm. I'm, I'm glad i'm a member that's what i will say yes it's <laughs> uh it's gonna be interesting it is what it is also joined by tom how you doing mate are you well Oh, sorry, I was muted there. Yeah, I'm all good. That's Thanks. a 2021 problem, mate. It's, yeah. it's, uh, I've seen, <laughs> everyone goes through you. I, I thought for a second, Tom, that it was your debut, but it's not, is it? You came on to one of the transfer oh, it was, shows. It was ages ago. Yes. It was like at the beginning of the year. I think it was when Ozil had just been loaned out or something. Yeah, it was. The, I remember we did a... Do you remember we did that 2021 January kind of got... I think we had 10 guests on one show. I think that's yeah, what we did. that was uh, it. I do remember. See, I do have a memory, it seems. <laughs> so, well making up our panel today is Joe. Hey, dude, mate, are you well? Hey, guys. How's everyone on this lovely Wednesday? Tuesday, is it? Tuesday, yeah. How's it's Tuesday, yeah. You do Tuesday? like you lose track of the days of the festive <laughs> period, that's for sure. But no, you're all doing yeah. good, mate. All doing good. So, we'll, we'll kick off in the obvious place, guys. And chat box, welcome to you, of course, too. Do be putting your thoughts and feelings into the chat box on how you think this situation uh, has transpired, how it's fallen out, whether it's been dealt with uh, correctly or not. Tariq, let's get your raw reaction to Aubameyang being stripped of the Arsenal captaincy. It was a shock, um, in all fairness, but I actually have gained a little bit more um, 
respect for Mikel Arteta for making such a big decision. And to make it public, he received a lot of criticism on the weekend for saying that it was a disciplinary breach and people were saying you shouldn't throw your captain on your player under the bus like that. But for me, I thought it was fantastic um, that he he's, he's showing a complete difference with what we didn't see under Arsene Wenger towards the latter end and with that laissez-faire approach that Arsene Wenger did have. Yes, it was to the benefit initially when we had the, the likes of... When we had a good changing room with full of leaders and leadership. But then when we saw it under Unai Emery, I didn't, I didn't believe that we had that a good a good dressing room to suit that style of management but Mikel Arteta is setting the standards and he doesn't let anyone dip below that and that could be his highest paid player his captain and he's showing the other the young players which is our squad now is a lot of young players that you need to adapt to that so my respect levels overall have risen and I'm happy that he's made that decision yeah, and I think that you've probably fallen in the case of the majority, um, but I know that there are others out there that aren't as keen on the decision. Tom, where do you sit on things? Um, I think he deserved to have the captaincy stripped from him. It's not the first time he's been, you know, late or not adhered to what he's been asked of him. You know, mm. it, it it's not so much this incident that he's got it done for. They, they said it was... Um, the latest disciplinary reach in their statement. So there's more, and there's probably more that we haven't even seen. So I mm. think you've got to lay down the law. If Arteta doesn't do this, then he's just going to get, you know, the players are going to ride all over him. They can do what they want. He has to set a standard at the club. And that's the one thing he does really well, I think, is if, if anyone, it doesn't matter who you are, if you fall below what I ask of you, you're not in the team, you're not in the squad, I'll do what I want. It's whether it's a Bamiang or Gwenduzi or anyone, you know, mm. he he'll, he will lay down the law and he'll make sure that you abide by it. I'm already thinking of a follow-up question that I can't wait to get back to round to you again in just a second. Joe, uh, before we do go back rounds, where are you sitting on this one, mate? I echo exactly what the lads have said already. It was the only decision. It's the only card on the table. He's your captain, so no matter what business, no matter what team structure you have, your captain, your team leader, your shift manager, whatever you want to call them, they're supposed to set the tone which everybody else follows. You can't you can't operate a team, you can't operate a business if it's one rule for me and then the rest of you all have to follow suit. He's the highest paid player. For him not to follow the instructions of Arteta or of the structure of the club is dreadful like there's only so many excuses you can make for oh he's such a talented player or he's so important to our goals or we if we hadn't had him we would have had been relegated by our other team's form that only goes for so long and then you have to question well why are we giving you such exemptions he was never a captain can any of you name a performance where you'd say oh the oba was captain material like losing the armbands, I think yeah. it's just it's might not even inconvenience them that greatly, to be honest. Well, I think that's that's going to be a topic that we're gonna that we're gonna discuss in a second is how this might affect both him and and things moving forwards. But for the sake of discussion, let's play a bit of devil's advocate. Derek Arteta has in the past with let's say Willian allowed him to travel abroad, to come back um after you know issues have, have gone on there and and he was criticized for i think returning in, in the in the manner that he did 
and he played, I think, the next match and was involved in the next game. Why is this different? Uh, what, do you think there's a, a fair criticism to say that Arteta is not being consistent across all cases? I think um, you are right when you do say that. I do think there's a bit of context into it, though, in terms of how many times this has happened with the Bamiang. Um, I'm not too, quite sure if this is 100% true. Don't take it for gospel. But when even when he was late to the Spurs game, there was there was murmurs that that wasn't the first time where he's shown um, that lateness and shown that lack of respect. And that may have been the situation where, you know, Arteta, I've just had enough of this. I've got to set the law. It's okay to be late one a few once a couple of times, but this at my occasions and on the North London Derby. It's a big statement. And we've seen it previously with Abamyang, um, with with the tattoo situation that has been cleared up a little bit now. But he he has shown levels of lack of discipline. Um I can't before that, before he was he was the captain, we didn't see yeah. that, but there's a whole different responsibility to come when you are a captain and you've got You've got the eyes set upon you when you are the captain. And and that's not just from the fans, but that's from the players and the staff. And you're supposed to represent the manager and those standards. And if Arteta doesn't believe that this captain represents the standards that is required at Arsenal, then he simply can't be his captain. And uh, and that's why I applaud Arteta for making that decision. And for Willian, it's probably a bit different in that situation because he he wasn't the captain, you see. Mm. Um, so yeah, he's... he's He's on a higher echelon, um, and he's, I think wages is a factor as well. Wages plays a part into that. So, yeah, you expect better, and yeah, and that's why I think he made the decision with the stripping of captaincy. Fair enough. I mean, Tom, do you, do you kind of agree with where Tariq's sitting there in regards to consistency of decisions? And would you expect, if anything was to say happen in the future with another player, we know that we've had issues in the past. Would he need to take as strict of a, a kind of a stance on on those decisions, or do you think it's a case by case basis? It depends on the context for sure, but I I think you've got to be consistent because if you're not consistent, then then the players in the dressing room are going to get un, uneasy and they're not going to like it. You know, I think wasn't it Gunner Blog who put an article out this morning? He said um, the players actually felt that. Aubameyang's been get off easy, you know, because he's been, mm. Arteta has been bending the rules for him a little bit and he's still, you know, somehow managing to break them. So if you're, he's trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and he's letting him down again. And as the captain, you're the, the focal point of the team. All the, the eyes are on you. It's a different responsibility. You're not just another player anymore. You know, I, I think having a player with his attitude in the team isn't such a big deal, but when he's the captain, you can't have that. And he's got to, you know, you've got to lay down the law and you've got to strip him of the captaincy. Joe, what do you think about the impact this is going to have on the squad? Tom said there, and as revealed by Gunnerblog, that, you know, certain members of the group may have felt that there was preferential treatment maybe given because he was captain or because of his seniority in the squad. Do you think this is going to have a detrimental impact on preparation, just even for the next game tomorrow? Well, I'd be very surprised if he hadn't been given preferential treatment over the last couple of seasons, above everyone else in the team. He's the top earner. He was the superstar name. And even with the cup run, when Arteta came in, he did almost single-handedly sorry, um, keep us afloat. So in a weird way, he sort of earned a little bit of leeway in comparison to the others. Mm. If, however, as Tom said, 
and as everyone else has alluded today, he's been given like he's been given a few chances and he's just kept taking and taking and taking. There has to be a line drawn. I have no issue with how Arteta handled this. I don't like a lot of things he did. None of us do, but, but I've no issue with this. I asked T this exact same question earlier on. Like, what impact does it will it have? I don't know. Does he have the character to say, right, I've made a mistake, brush himself off and get up and keep going and bring back the Aubameyang that we all know and love? I don't think he has. I think he, as you have said yourself, he is a well-liked part of the dressing room. Mm. Even prior to captain, he is a big personality. I would hope he's not going to try to revolt the dressing room and turn to play sour. We've had enough of that over the years, but I honestly don't know. Hope not. It wouldn't surprise me. It's a really fine balance um, at times, especially when you've got, I mean, interestingly, one of the next candidates is Alexandre Lacazette, who we know is a very good friend of Aubameyang's. And that in itself and that dynamic is an interesting one. What I did, I think there's a couple of reasons as to why that's not a concern. One, I think you simply have to look at the way that Lacazette played again in the game against Southampton, um, when we know that this stuff with Aubameyang was going on. He celebrated, you know, very passionately when he scored. He scored it in itself, and I think he took the armband for that game as well. So you look at the professionality of Lacazette, and I don't think that's necessarily going to be a concern. The the other school of thought is that, as Tom said earlier with the the article from from James McNicholas, that supposedly there is already some, you know, there was some unrest, there was some... I don't know the right word, apprehension, I suppose, maybe about the way that Bamiang was treated differently to the other players. And maybe actually now they're going to see this as a positive step forward and maybe an accountability being instilled into the team. But I think the biggest question, and it's certainly going to be the one that I'm going to draw on you guys in the chat box for, is I want to know who is your pick. I don't want this leadership group being touted. I want you to, you know, jump off the fence, give us a name. Who is it that you want to see? take the armbands, not just in the next game, but being Arsenal's official captain. Uh, we're going to go be a bit fairer and go in reverse order this time so Joe doesn't have to go last. Joe, we'll go to you first. Who is your number one pick, mate? Who I want it to be is holding. Let's do both. Yeah. Let, let's do both. Who you want it to be and who you you know think it should be. Nor I think would it like be it to be here. holding. I Why holding? That's really wild. Because he's one. one of my favorite players. I can't give you a, a justifiable reason. Why not? So it's just selfish. Uh, <laughs> just cause. Um, yeah, but enough. who I think it'll be, it'll probably be either Odegaard or Xhaka, and I don't want Xhaka. Mm. We'll, we'll come back round to that. Um, Tom, who do you want it to be and who do you think it will be? Um I'm quite old school. I, I like it being a central defender. So I'd go for Gabriel, but I know his English isn't quite there yet, but give it to him anyway. He's a leader. He's marshalling the back line fine. So he, he must be a leader, you know, of the back line and then for a leader of the dressing room as well. I think it's probably going to be Jacker. I just have that feeling that he's going to give it back to him. I don't have a... I have a problem. If he hadn't have already had it, it'd be fine. But because he's done what he's done, he shouldn't have it back. You can't do yeah. what he did and get it back. I, I I don't mind him getting it as like a vice captain or part of the, the leadership group if that's what he's gonna do to the end of the season for the short term, but not as a not an official end of the season, we're giving it to you, you know, because mm. he's probably gonna leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh and Tariq. 
who do you think it's going to be and who do you want it to be? I think it will be Xhaka and that's who I want it to be in the short really? term. Really? Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Explain um, that to us. My reasoning for that is, the reason I want Granite Xhaka is because I think it sets a good precedent for the squad to show that that Granite Xhaka, yes, he's made mistakes, and but it's all about how you bounce back in sport. We've seen it all the time in, in any different sport that you look at. Like this is... Um, you're talking about the F1. I believe that Lewis Hamilton is a winner and he's a champion mm. because he'll come back and he'll respond from this. And I believe that in football, it's about responding to adversity and we cannot fault Xhaka's professionalism, the standards that is upheld on the pitch, I believe. Um, and even throughout difficult situations, yes, he made that big error. I know a lot of fans and it hurt me emotionally as well. And at the time I was saying... I want him out because, you know, that's what you do when you're a fan. And this is why we have the love for the game. But for me, when I look at leadership qualities, he's the only one that really steps out there and says, you know what, he's a captain. Also, I think the players respect him a lot. And mm. I don't, and for me, I don't want just a captain that the fans want. Like, that's what we did with Abamyang. That's what that was the one for the fans, not necessarily for the players. It was the one after the whole Jacker incident that would the fans would calm down that they'd accept because he was the best performer on the pitch. Whereas also for me, it's also to do with I need a captain to play most games. I need a captain to be respected by the seat by the players in the squad who the players do look up to. And I know it's a very um, controversial opinion amongst the fan base. And if Arteta does it, I think I'll have a little bit more respect because then he's really going for what he believes in and not what the fans want at the end of the day, which shows a strength. Who do you think it will be? Who do I think it will be? I think it will be Shaka, and I will be happy with that. But long term, I said I want Gabriel. But it, I, I think yeah. it's a bit too early to go with one of the young players yet because it's too much pressure at the moment for me. Ed says, I'll go with Gabriel. If Tierney was more reliable health-wise, it would be him. My fella says, Erdegar. Dave says, Gabby is a good shout if the English can improve. Uh, Vinny says, Lacquer is the perfect captain until the end of the season. Politically, he is in with all of the uh, Alba's allies. It's important we get the next captain right, wait until the summer and see what leader emerges, which is, I know, something for the short-term people may want to see. I was surprised that they didn't name a, a captain almost immediately. Uh, we, this has been bubbling away for a while. Um, I was surprised that nothing was said in the, in the press conference today. I imagine that whoever's given the armband, which I expect to be Lacazette tomorrow, um, will probably be it for the short term. Whether they name one before the end of the season, we'll have to wait until or at least until maybe January. Tulip wants to go for Ramsdale, as does Stuart, because I think Ramsdale has the best captain qualities, but I don't like keepers as captains, so I'd go for Gabriel. Uh, Gary Griffin offers up the idea of Ben White as a possible captain. Uh, Ali says Tierney. Um, Yo says Xhaka wore the armband recently already this season against Brentford. He did indeed. Uh, he's kind of been brought back in. And obviously, it was Emery that stripped him of the captaincy, but he's been given kind of those seconds, those second wins. Joe, there's been a bit of uh, <laughs> questioning of the holding pick, but I think you even admitted yourself it was a bit, you know, it was just cause. It was a bit of a selfish one, that one. Uh, but I can understand it. I mean, from my perspective of who I kind of want, um, I cheekily put a tweet out with the Norwegian flag and. You know, I, I people know my liking for Martin Odegaard. I think there is a strong case for him because obviously he's got that experience as captain for, for Norway. You watch the 
that that video of West Ham away last season in, in just he'd been there a couple of months and already he would kind of integrated as a real leader within the group. And people I like I hate when people kind of diminish or belittle communication on the field. They're saying, Oh, you see that on a Sunday league pitch. Um something you learn those traits on a Sunday league pitch, sure. And but those are transferable skills and you need vocal lead, especially for someone who at the time was and still is twenty two years of age, to be that, you know, confident and committal and directive to his his colleagues around him is definitely a really important th- character. So if it was Erdegaard, I would be happy with that. If it was Xhaka or Lacazette for saying they said they were going to do that to the end of the season and make a decision, I think I would be open to it. The Xhaka situation for me, I forgave the situation against Crystal Palace because I can contextualise it of why he flipped. And when you, your wife and your unborn child are getting online abuse... And then you're hearing the fans in your own stadium booing you. I'm not surprised he snapped. I'm not justifying what he did. What he did was wrong, but I can understand why he did what he did. Um, and he was right to have the captaincy uh, stripped him at the time. But I have think that we've moved on from there. But I don't think that a long-term Xhaka captaincy would represent kind of where we want to move forward. Because I don't think Xhaka is going to be our or rather should be our centre midfielder, starting centre midfielder next season. I feel like we should be looking to upgrade upon him and, and add players around him. So whoever we kind of pick, it needs to be someone that's going to be in the team, which is why I think people think Tierney, Gabriel, Erdogan are, are possible candidates that do stand out. Um, are there any final thoughts? I want to move on to the preview, but is anyone desperate to say anything at all on the Bamiyang before we move on? Tariq, go on. I saw you put your hand up, mate. Go for it. Yeah. I, I just want to put in there as well. I think Arteta has already shown that kind of like redemption factor um, with his squad and and in particular Nuno Tavash. After a poor performance at Anfield with a huge error, he trusted him in the next game and because he's shown a level of commitment, the standards upheld those. So I think mm. it's good for the squad to see that um, because it is a young, very impressionable team that you, if you make mistakes, it's not the end of the world and you can regain as long as you uphold those values and standards. Joe, La final words on Aubameyang? Um, not to me, even on Aubameyang, I'll just say about the mm. captaincy. I'm sure. hoping the one major thing that comes out of here is that we turn the page with regards to handing out the captaincy now like it's a bone, like it's an extra tenor at the end of the night. Like it yeah. is just been used as a boon from now on, as opposed to actually anything mm. of value. So I'm yeah. hoping this is the point at which Arteta goes, right, no, this actually means something. So we start getting proper captains again. Yeah, I agree with you. It it has been a bit token recently, I think. And uh it's an important step that we make sure it becomes that that crucial kind of, you know, cornerstone of, of the first team. Tom, finish us off on this topic before we go on to West Ham and, and give us those final thoughts. Yeah, like Joe, I think I'm gonna focus more on the captaincy thing. I think it, it I know you said about Jacques getting it back. I think we need to give it to someone fresh because if we mm. give it to somebody who's had it before it's it's like we're just going back to where we were two years ago. It, it it didn't work out well, and it puts the focus back on him. And he might not like the pressure. Like mm. and that's what happened last time. We want him playing at his best football. I think we need to probably give it to someone else. Um, okay. And final thoughts on Aubameyang. I think he's probably gone now. Probably, <laughs> I mean, I, just just does anyone think that he'll play again? Just anyone? I think he will. I think he'll get. I think he'll play. I think they'll play him against Sunderland. I think <laughs> the be, ultimate itself. Yeah, I think they will. I think that's what's yeah. going to happen because he's just going to. I think actually, what he might do is bring him off the bench in the 89th minute in that game, 
or something like that <laughs> just, to, just to punish him wow yeah unbelievable really I'm, anyone else speak up you think he's going to play again I, there's a feeling in somewhere I don't think we're going to see him I re- there's really something that makes me feel like that that could be it he could go in January and I'll say I'll say yes and if he can because Arteta has shown if you do step up the attitude levels and True. I think he will I think he'll take it I think he'll feel like it might be a blessing as well to take that pressure mm. off of him to lead the side and like just make he needs to focus on his performances anyway for me um, and just keep that as a main focus instead of trying to lead the team fair enough man and Joe do you reckon he's going to play again I really hope so um, despite his form and his attitude, there is something special about Aubameyang. He just exudes coolness when he's on the pitch. I'd really be sad to say that you know his last few performances will be the last time we ever see him line out for us. So I hope he gets mm-hmm. our shots. Let's move on then to the West Ham game. We're going to go straight into our predicted lineups. People in the chat box, if you haven't already dropped a like on today's video, please make sure you do and subscribe to the channel. If you think you can hold your own like these lads on the screen here, join up as an expert member or TGT ambassador and join our Discord server. There's consistent 24-7 discussions around Arsenal that you can get involved in with a community that is very welcoming. And uh, yeah, it's just a general nice place to be, as these guys will attest to. But without further ado, let's crack on with those predicted lineups. <laughs> Let's go to Tom uh, and we'll kick off with your 11, mate. Talk us through it. Well, I, I've gone for this lineup because I know defensively they're a bit barren at the back at the moment. I think Ogbonna mm. and Zuma are both out. So yeah, I think we've got to go. Dawson will be who Yeah, we're and I think, I, I just think we can get at them. They've, they've conceded a couple goals in their last game, not against Burnley, but Burnley don't really score many goals um anyway so I don't really do anything not, really yeah, <laughs> they're just kind of there um but yeah they 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 have conceded a few goals whilst they beat Chelsea they they conceded two goals so and mm. I think if we get two goals I think that would probably win us the game um I, 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 I watched um a video the other day of a West Ham fan saying Antonio doesn't quite look how he did at the beginning of the season I think tiredness is starting to creep into their squad with Europe and everything like that. So I've gone for this to to be a bit attacking. I know it's going to leave us a little bit exposed. Mm. Um, I don't think he's going to play anything like this. Uh, but we've just got to get Smith-Rowe back in the team, get Odegaard. They're, they're our goal scorers. They're getting us the goals. And if we get a couple goals in the first 20, 25 minutes, then you could sit back and you can change the system. You can... Um, you know, bring on a Xhaka or something to, to solidify it up. I wouldn't play Partey because I think he's been our worst midfielder in the last month. I I, I don't, we, you know, I remember you said we bought him for the, the big games, you know, and mm. the big occasions. I, I, I wouldn't, I'd do the opposite now. I'd sit him out of the big games and bring him in for the smaller ones because he's just not mm. been consistent yeah, been enough in those big games. And it's a shame because I, I, I think you can see he has those glimpses of quality and then he'll just Give the ball away, so it's frustrating. I, I, I play Laconga because he's been our best midfielder. Uh, Martinelli, I keep on the left. I think he was probably one of our best players on uh, against Southampton. You know, he created that third goal himself. Uh, gave Liveramento a torrid time. Got past him, won the corner, took the corner, uh, and his delivery was fantastic. Mm. Um, Gabriel, another goal. Back four, keep it the same. Ramsdale in goal. 
uh, and Saka and Lacazette up top. Oh, well, Lacazette up top, Saka on the right. Uh, Saka's sort of getting back to it again. I think he's really good. Uh, and Lacazette, I think he looked good again uh, against Southampton. I like, I like, I like what he does. I don't think he's our future, but I do, I do like what he does sometimes. Uh, but he needs to shoot. He needs to pull the trigger because he dribbled past a couple of players and then let you know didn't shoot. Mm. So uh, it maybe we we need to, we do need to look at a new striker um, definitely with a Bamiang situation as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why I went for Lacazette. Yeah, I think the chat box is uh, suggesting maybe it's slightly too open, says says Fala. Um, yeah, I'm just happy to I, see Xhaka at the team. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, this, this is the thing because I just don't. I, I've gone for this because we've got to play our players in form because the Xhaka mm. and Partey, whilst they're more central, we, we were still conceding chances against Southampton. They did have chances. The first twenty minutes, we were mm. we were horrible. Yeah, uh, you know. Play your better players in form, and and they're going to work hard. They're still going to get back and defend. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think there's some always... people in the chat have kind of pointed out maybe that uh, Socek and, and Rice against just Lukonga maybe a little too. You know, we may lose that midfield it, it battle. It doesn't have to just be against Lukonga because you have sure. Odegaard and Smith Rowe in there, sort of as number eights. They're not. They're, I'm not playing them at the. You know, both right mm. up behind the striker. You know, one of them can come back and one of them can go up and, and they can interchange. Like, like I said, I do know it's a bit open, but you've got to take you've got to take <laughs> yeah. risks to, to win games. No, I admire I, your I, bravery, mate. I admire Let's just it. go for it. They're, they're missing out their centre-backs. They're, they're going to be back to try and defend them. Let's pen them in and, mm. and get a couple of goals, hopefully. Well, I think that it's weird. Even though we're behind West Ham, I think West Ham will be petrified of losing this game um knowing that we can go above them so it may be that they play a little bit more defensively um let's have a look at joe's team talk us through this one mate it's long. oh there you go there it there is <laughs> um well one of the big criticisms of being arteta is that when you're playing in form he just switches you out and Martinelli, for me, has been on form the last few games. He's looked much better than he has since his, since he has since the injury happened. So he's earned his place back in. ESR, I'm not 100% sure if he's back to full fitness. Odegaard's lightning hot right now. Saka always picks himself. Um, Lacazette is the best of a fairly paltry bunch of strikers we have to work with. I don't like giving minutes to someone who'll be gone at the end of the year, uh, sorry, at the end mm-hmm. of the season. It seems like a waste in investment, but I wouldn't trust Eddie as far as I could throw him. And as we all know, the problem <laughs> with Oba right now, Balogun's not getting in. You've picked Balogun yourself plenty of times. So mm-hmm. this is the path of least resistance. Um, Jacques Lekonga, for the same reasons that you point, that was pointed out, that Suchek and Rice would eat Lekonga alive just by himself. I brought Jack in as a bit of security. And then the back five, you put your house on them. So I'm sort of hoping that, as you said, with their central defenders down and just sort of having to make do, Saka's in good form, Martinelli's in good form, Odegaard's looking the best since we got him. Let's just get at them. We mightn't be able to hold for hold out the whole time but we should at least give them a difficult evening especially since we're at home yeah fair enough man and going to Tariq's team go for it fella 
Yeah, um, I've gone with Smith Rowe, and I think that's quite surprising that uh, you guys haven't, because at the end of the day, he's our second top goal scorer, and he scored important goals. So I think I would chuck Smith Rowe straight back in. Also, I believe Martinelli is a greater threat off the bench than Smith Rowe could be. In the last last season's fixture, he came off the bench, and when we drew, and when we had that, when we drew three three at the London Stadium, I think he has more of an impact when he comes off the bench than the likes of Smith Rowe. I've also gone with Partey midfield because I thought he was pretty decent against Southampton as well. I thought that was his best performance in a while. Yes, the criticism has been it's not, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, true. It isn't hard. Yeah, yeah. But that's what we see from Partey. Um, mm. Even I didn't think he had the best game against Manchester United. And that's where I had my biggest criticism for him. But mm. even then, he still has that moment of quality where he, he got the ball out wide quickly, quality of pass out to Martinelli, who whipped in a great ball and Erdegaard was the goal scorer. So for me, Smith Rowe has to come in uh, because he's, it be, he's been our best player this season, if we're looking at it. And in going forward, I don't think he's been our best overall. I think that's Gabriel or Ramsdale for me. But that back five isn't changing for, I don't think, for most people um, in the chat. I think most people agree with that there. And yeah, Lacazette, he's going to have to continue to play. Although I would like to see more of Balogun. I do agree with Tom on that one. But it's a too much of a risk and probably too much pressure for the situation right now at Arsenal to lead the line. But yeah, definitely, that's the team for me. And Erdegaard hopefully can score again. Mm. Also, one more thing, sorry, mm. is yeah, I just want to say the reason why I haven't gone with Lukonga is is that physicality battle. I'm looking at what West Ham pose in the midfield with Rice and Suchek. I do believe Lukonga has lacked a bit of physicality, which I thought was not was a part of his poor game against Liverpool and why he was giving the ball away. And because I don't, I don't feel like he can protect the ball using his body as much because he'll get out, um, out muscled and mm. outweighed off the ball type of thing. For the record, this is what I think Arteta will go with. Um, I think that you've probably got Arteta's team spot on. I've, I think I've made just one change uh, from what I would go with, and and that's just bringing Lukonga in for uh, for Xhaka. I The thing about Lukonga is, is that I. I just really like him. <laughs> I think he's a brilliant player. I think he's been our best centre midfielder this season. Um, and I think that he, weirdly, he can make Partey a better player. Um, I think that Partey, we've talked about in the past, maybe feeling like he needs to marshal Lukonga sometimes and that he feels like he needs to be a bit of a mentor for him. But I think that Lukonga's stepped up in that sense. And I actually don't think that Partey needs to play in that. And I think like now... If we bring Lukonga back in, it may have the like you know the alternative impact of you know releasing Partey a bit more. And I've brought Smith Rowe back in like you, uh, Tariq. I think that maybe because of the the maybe also the congestion of fixtures um, as well in regards to playing on Saturday. We played last weekend. That maybe Martinelli, who hasn't played consistently for a long, long time, maybe giving him a rest and, and rotating him in and out with Smith Rowe just here may be beneficial. Um, I don't think what I don't think Lukonga will start. As I say, I think that Xhaka will be the one that, that goes in there. There's also a theory that maybe Tavares comes in because of with the rotation again after the amount of work that Tini put in against Southampton. Would Tini come back in for Leeds? Would then Tavares play this game? And then you've got the option of maybe to play Tavares again uh, in the game against Sunderland, the following midweek fixture. So there's lots of opportunities to see change. But I think we've all gone for different teams that you know, can have their benefits and have their drawbacks. But 
what we're going to discuss lastly is just kind of about how we see and how we see the game turning out. So we'll start with you, Tariq, on this one and go in reverse order again. How do you see the game going and ultimately ending in your prediction, mate? I do think it will be a cagey one to begin with. With her West Ham's away form, I don't, they haven't won in the league away from home since they beat Leeds on the 25th of September, in fact. So they haven't been great away from home. Um, Wolves, which is the team not too far from me, and mm. the stadium's not too far, and they, they had a good performance against them. And the draw against Burnley, they kind of lack that, 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 that final bit of bite and Antonio has been through a little bit of a goal drought and received a bit of criticism from West Ham fans from what I've seen. So I, it will be cagey that, and this is Arsenal's first big, a big game at home since the Spurs um, game for me, um, where it's going to be a highly competitive teams, quite close. It's that about that midfield battle. That's what I'm looking for. Can we control the midfield? We're going to come up against Rice, who will break the lines. He will try and break through, which will be interesting to see how he goes and copes through that there. So I think that's how the game's going to go. And I think we're going to edge it. I'm going to say 2-1. I'm going to say to you one more, Edgy. Set piece. Gabrielle again, please. <laughs> That'd be lovely. Or white for the fantasy team. be quite nice. Um, Tom, talk us through your thoughts and feelings about how it's going to play out and ultimately your prediction, fella. Yeah, I have to mirror what Tariq says in regards to Antonio. I, I don't think they're... I, I just don't think they're going to score more than one goal against us. I, I, he's been, <laughs> well, saying. yeah, yeah. But they, they've been doing... He's been ru- ruining my fantasy team, Antonio. Mm. I've kept him in. I've persevered. I've transferred him out for this week, so this will be the one he scores. But I, mm. I, I think it's going to start similar to the Villa game. I think we're going to start really fast. I think we're going to get an early goal, and it might because it's an evening game. I think the fans are going to be really up for it. Um, you know, the atmosphere is always great on the evening. It's a huge game. Mm. I think we're going to wedge it two-one. I think we'll get the second goal. We'll go two 0 up in the second half, and they'll get a goal. And it'll be a nice nervy 15 minutes at the end. A nice nervy? What do you mean a nice nervy? There's well, nothing nice about that. <laughs> it's, all, it's always nice, isn't it? Oh, horrible. <laughs> horrible. Can't stand it. You have a strange personality for us, Tom. <laughs> uh, Joe, finish us off, mate. Uh, predictions and uh, and scoreline, please, fella. I I feel 3-1 to us coming on. I'm just going to enjoy the positivity. I'm loving um, this positivity. Home, our home <laughs> form has actually been surprisingly good this season compared to last season where it was dire. So I think it's really important for us to continue this. West Ham, as everyone's pointed out, they're on a bit of a slump right now. Uh, I think we're, we will take it. I'm envisioning 3-1. It's not going to be a classic. It'll probably be a bit messy. We may get a first goal, equalise. I think the last, say, half hour will turn it on. We really will. But it's mm. not going to be a classic. It's not going to be a highlight reel game by any means. But a win mm. is a win. Let's jump into the chat box and get your predictions. If you haven't done so already, of course, please do drop a like on the video and subscribe. If you're new, there's over 450 of you tuning in, so make sure that you've hit that like button. Justin says 1-1. One, one. Navarra says 1-0. I'm hoping that these are to the Arsenal in regards to wins. Wilson says 2-1 to the Arsenal. Amandit 3-1 Arsenal. Paul 1-1. One, one. And Nishith says 2-1. Hoping again, that's to the Arsenal. John says 3-1 Arsenal. Uh, Steve says 1-1. One, one. Barra says 2-0. Sai says 2 2 yo yo says 1 0 Arsenal. Temi going for a 2 0 West Ham win. Unfortunately, the negativity, Temi. I'm not liking it, son. Damara says 1 0. 
Dakar. Oh, what? I think you're talking about a different game, Navarro. <laughs> a different fixture. Pranjal says two Spurs game. <laughs> possibly. Or oh, fingers crossed. I mean, Leicester can get a result over Spurs. But yeah. Pranjal going for 2 2. Always hoping for a win. Tulip says 2 2. I see our team giving a really good performance, but I see we're still drawing. Hope not. But my gut feeling is a draw. Nice explanation there, Tulip. Jason says 2 1, but a late. Win up from us, getting those nerves up. Tom will enjoy that performance. Uh, Old Timmer says 3-1 West Ham. Sad, but truth is a little bit of negativity creeping in. Uh, Abner says 2-0 win. Uh, Ed says 3-1 Arsenal. Sacatini and Martinelli uh, coming on as a sub. Rancis says 3-2 Arsenal. Greg says 2.5 Arsenal, 1.25 West Ham. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to round that to, to going 3-1 to the Arsenal, Greg, which is what I'm going to presume that you mean. Steve says, well, fair play, Joe. 3-1. Love it. Um, I'm going to go for, again, I think I said 2-1 uh, on the Arsenal lounge uh, the other day. So I'm going to stick with that, just throwing up a few more of your predictions in the chat box. Uh, 2-1. Abamyang, no, <laughs> Lacazette to get both goals is, is what we're going to go for. It would be quite nice to see him, you know, take the armband and score twice. And then you know what will happen. He'll be giving it permanently. Um, but uh, that's what we're going to go with. Thank you, everyone, that's tuned in today. As I say, very popular show, as I'm sure you've tuned in to hear our thoughts on Abamyang. If you tuned in late, do scroll back to the start of the show. That's where our big main discussion around the captaincy was. Uh, and we got a lot of thoughts and feelings about that. So do uh, do do that. Uh, make me thank my guests in the in the uh, in the. I was going to say Discord there, not in the Discord, uh, but in the actual show who joined us from the Discord. Tariq, first of all, thank you so much for mate for coming on. Always a pleasure, and uh, and give your own uh, stuff that you're doing a shout out as well, mate. Thank you very much, Tom. And it's always a pleasure chatting with the fellow members. And yeah, guys, um, you can check me at Tariq Talks. Um, I do talk a lot of Arsenal, but it's it's a all football. All, all things football because uh, I'm not as brave as Tom because you know on the and the well, mate, days, I think you're braver. <laughs> I'm only focused on one thing. True, but on the da- on the down days, I don't know how I could talk about Arsenal um, too much. So mm-hmm. I have different distractions, but yeah, come follow me over there as well, people. It's a pleasure being on. Lovely stuff. Yeah, Chris Moss is a uh, a big fan of your uh, of your watchalogs. There you go. You got fans in the chat. Love to see it. Tom, thanks for coming on, mate. Tell people where they can find you. Uh, thank you, Tom, for having me. Yeah, it's GunaTC underscore at Twitter. So follow me there if you want to hear me chat absolute nonsense. Um, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Lots of over-attacking and enjoying late it's hanging on to victories. <laughs> Love it, mate. Uh, Joe, finally, tell people where they can find you, fella. The Discord, man. You won't find me on social media, as you well know. So just Absolutely. join up the Discord, lads. It's a really good community, as these boys know. Um, as I say, link to join up to the membership is in the description. And uh, and yeah, as I say, you can come on the show and have a chat like these guys. KMA in the chat says, love your podcast with the members, the Jedi of the Discord. It's because I just kind of hop in and out at times. So just drop a couple of bombs and then let the continuation of the discussion go on. That's usually how it works. Uh, so there you go. Lovely stuff. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Guna Talk TV and myself at Tom Canton Media. Uh, and I know that Chris and Bailey over on the Arsenal Way did a couple of reactions to the news over on the channel over there. So do click the link in the description to the Arsenal Way as well. Uh, we're on our way now to 6,000 subs. So please do give us a follow and a subscription over there too. Absolute pleasure joining the members as it always is. We will be back straight after the final whistle tomorrow evening because I'm not working the evening, which is nice. Um, so I'm going to be able to do a reaction show straight after. So do join us in the chat box for that. And we'll be back tomorrow morning as always for the 8am shows as well. See you soon. Have a fantastic evening. And as always, up the Arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are out and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.